Welcome to the Rooted Moms Podcast, where we connect scripture to real mom life. I'm Brittany Marlowe, podcast director, and I'm so excited to have you join us today. Mom life is complicated, but growing in your faith doesn't have to be. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rooted Moms Podcast. I'm super excited today because we have two special guests joining us, Josh and Brenna Kurz. So today we're going to be talking about encouragement within your marriage and how that correlates to the Bible and our spiritual walk as individuals and couples. They are here to share their story and what has worked for them as a couple. This is their um, testimony as a couple, if you will. Josh and Brenna have been married for eight years and have two small children, Evelyn and Ethan. Josh works for Amazon as a solutions architect And Brenna is the director of donor engagement for Rooted Moms and recently became a licensed realtor in Georgia. In their free time, they love to run races together, go golfing, and spend time with family and friends. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Like I said, I'm super excited for today. I think that um, bringing God into your marriage or into your relationship if you're just starting out in a relationship is something that's super important, but that it can take time and you kind of, kind of grow as individuals, but also together. Um, so were you a Christian walking with Christ when you first met and how did this change over time? Brenna, Josh, who wants to go first? Diving right in. Yep. That's how we do. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. So when we first met, I mean, interrupt me if I'm wrong, but we are both Christians, but I like to say like we were both Christians, we both believe in, in Jesus, and we knew we knew that was the direction we were going, but we didn't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So it was a part of our lives, but not the center of our lives at that time. Right. And y'all were still in college when you first met, right? I had just graduated. Okay. She was and then I was college. about to graduate. Yeah. So and I would say similar. Uh I would say that both of us were Christians. But we, I think we were, we had different uh, opinions on things and we, we had, we had the same like base foundation mm-hmm. of Jesus, but we, we didn't really have a lot of things hammered out in terms of the, the like what, it, what that structure looked like. And because we hadn't had a lot of those like really serious conversations yet. We just, yeah. kinda, we were kind of just like on the surface level so, somewhat. Right, right. So how have you um, allowed God to enter your marriage since? Like, how have you grown together? Like, how has that changed over time? Brandy, you want to go? Sure. Um, <laughs> so I guess when we first, shortly after we were married, or right, right when we were married, <laughs> we started attending a new church. Um, and we, at, for me personally, I had to heard the gospel in a totally different way than what I grew up hearing mm-hmm. uh and you know long story short it was what god can do for you not what you do for god yeah and that in josh like we both we didn't spend a lot of time searching for churches we both felt really comfortable at the church that we found and we just were getting a lot of information again that we didn't hear before mm-hmm. and i felt like that is what i can't speak for him but i feel like that is what sparked something like I knew something was different and I knew something in me in my relationship with Christ in my relationship with others needed to change yeah um but I didn't know what then so yeah it's what I feel like kicked off my journey of getting me where I am today yeah 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's crazy because we just have like such different perspectives on these things. I feel like, um, and because like I agree with you, but uh, but like for me, it, I just feel like like everything in my life has just is just based on Jesus. Like my foundation of my faith is it's just all been solely focused on Him, and everything else. It just kind of is made sure that that's been the center focal point and so every church that I've ever gone to if that wasn't the center if I didn't feel that then I, w I didn't necessarily feel comfortable there so as soon as we did in, in most churches that you go to nowadays I feel like that is it's I feel like it's kind of shifted but when we were growing up that it wasn't necessarily the case like there was a lot of places that was more about the structure and like rules and mm -hmm. things like that definitely um, like you have to do xyz yeah to like earn yeah god's love yeah, exactly. So, so I, I had that I, from the beginning, but I definitely didn't necessarily know what that meant. Like I knew God loved me and I loved him. And I, and then I knew like, I loved you and you love me, but I didn't necessarily know like what that meant for us for the future and like how I can make that better and how I could help us grow that love. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. And I, and, and then I, that's how God has changed like our relationship is that he showed me like what love is and over time. Like it wasn't something that just happened. Right. And it, it's a journey. Yeah. It took, it took a long time. It took a lot of change in me to be able to see that and kind of really understand that. And I mean, I have so much more to go. I know, I know that I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm good. Like uh, there's no more, nothing else to learn. That's, that's the furthest from the truth there could be. But from where I was when we first got married and from where we were together, I definitely think like we're much more open and we can talk about things and we're understanding of each other's issues. When you yell at me, when, when I pull into a, you know, a lane that I'm not supposed to be in and I let you, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And whereas in the past, I might've had some issues with it. Um, but, but yeah, so for me, it's definitely, it's definitely helped go, like Jesus has helped change our relationship by teaching us how to love each other mm -hmm. because yeah. he, because he loved, because he loved us so much. It's, it's really helped. Like that's where it's been the foundation. And then I think it's grown from that. Yeah. Sorry to go on. No. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Well, it sounds like you both had to like kind of grow individually, you know, to grow together. And I think that's like something that people kind of need to understand or, you know, take to heart. I think that sometimes when you get married, you beat yourself up because it's not perfect. And like, you're not growing at the same rate and you're not doing the same thing and you're not thinking the same thing, but you've kind of got to grow like individually, you know, in your walk with Jesus before you can like grow together, you know, you've got to understand it for yourself before you can, you know, have this joint view of Jesus, I guess. Um, so are y'all a part of a community together, a small group together, a church together? I know we've kind of talked about the church, but do you, um, are you guys in individual small groups or in, are you in a small group together? And like, what has worked best for you in the past? Mm -hmm. So we've kind of done <laughs> a little bit of all of that, I think. So yes, we I've been with Freedom for the past eight, nine years, I guess. And it's like all becoming a blur now. It's like, that's where we've always been. <laughs> um, but for me, yes, I, I started in a small group uh, that long ago. It was shortly after that's I was pregnant true. with that's Evelyn. That's not true. 
We started. We started in a family uh, or a young couple's group. Okay, well that's where I started. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't start there. It, it, it all runs together now. It's been a while. I thought you started in a small group with with us. No, I was individually, and then we were in a, and I stayed in an individual one, and we were oh. in. <laughs> we were in the small group couple early early married couple small group for yeah. a little while and um and then after that yeah we just continue I continued in small groups after that and of course as everyone knows um part of Rooted Moms helped start it and so I've been leading small groups for the past five years up until recently right now I'm not currently leading one and that is where I saw the most life change for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, just like you said, we, yes, we have grown together, but it's because we grew individually first. Right. And that's where I started. And that's where I just really started connecting with other women of the faith, being encouraged by a life-giving community. And sometimes when I didn't know it was something that just, you know, that was wrong within the marriage work. And I didn't even know what was wrong because again, like we just, we didn't know each other in that way to, mm -hmm bring it back to God's word. It was more our ways and more self-centered when we yeah. argued or anything like that in the beginning of our marriage. And so I just started, I just started like praying to God and asking people in my group and in my small groups that, you know, just pray for us. Like, I don't even know why or what, but like pray for my marriage and yeah. um, having that community come around me. I didn't know it then, but then I realized and God showed me like, Hey, you know, I know you want things in your relationship to change because they're not, I don't, they were never bad, but they weren't good. Either. Yeah. You know, there's like that point where it's like, I just really know, like, we're just, you know, we're, we're roommates, we're together, you know, yeah. especially the first couple of years of marriage, like you're learning each other. Um, If you weren't, we weren't together a super long time before we were married. So it was one of those things where we had to learn um, a lot of new things. And so doing that, you just didn't know what to pray for. So I was like, yeah, everyone's help. And so, and God showed me through that time, like, Hey, you know, you want to change these things about him, but like, have you checked yourself? Oh, and that's good. <laughs> yeah. It was painful. It's, <laughs> and I didn't like it, yeah. but, um, but doing that and figuring out what was going on in my heart with him, with God, mm -hmm. it made me understand that we aren't perfect. And, you know, I don't know, what's going on in his heart because we're not talking about it. So like, I just need to keep praying. And then it just, by doing that and like checking myself in the arguments or, or being the one to say, sorry, or just finding that humility during times when, you know, whose fault is it really like, who knows? Yeah. Um, it just revealed so much to me in that time. And I felt like by exposing my own sin it exposed his, and then we were able to like, it just started a ripple effect. Like God just started a ripple effect of here I am. I'm moving in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm moving in his life. And ultimately we're moving in the same direction together. And it was a long journey. Like we didn't see it all of a sudden, Yeah. but I also like to go back to a verse that it was just cool because I didn't know it then, but then like looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's right there in God's word, like the whole time, you know, yeah. like if we just listened to him more, we'd probably do a little bit better for ourselves, <laughs> but it's first Peter three. And it says, wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband. So that if any of them do not believe the word, they may 
be won over. And then I know he believes he believed the word. So that's not like the whole point that I'm trying to make with this, but you may be won over by your behavior, by the behavior in the words of their wife, when they see the purity and reference of your life. So to me, that verse was, you know, not that he didn't know Jesus, but if you, and to me, I take that with anybody, if you have this relationship with Christ and you are building it and you're going to know him better, you're going to be able to love people the way Jesus loved him. And you don't even have to say anything to them and they're going to see it. Yeah. And that's how their lives are going to be changed. And so that is a major part of my story and walking. And since then, we stayed connected with our church and he's joined his own small groups too. So we're not currently in a small group together, but I'll let him share yeah. a little bit about his groups. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I wasn't always in a small group. I, I actually just recently started getting into one. Um, and, and it was because of, so like she kind of alluded to, like we had a lot of unknown issues, I think, in the beginning of our marriage. And I say mm-hmm. unknown because they weren't necessarily like highlight, like we were still good. We weren't fighting all the time, you know, and, yeah. and things seemed good. But I think what we were able to uncover through, um, I don't know, through, I mean, through like God was definitely a, a light or just really me hitting like rock bottom for myself was um was just the fact of like how shallow uh I I was and how shallow a lot of the, my relationships were mm-hmm. and and I and the reason for that like I wasn't aware of it but I have I I struggle with a lot of addictions in my life um alcohol uh pornography um nicotine you know you can say that's one it was it's pretty bad nicotine's one yeah um and and then also um you know those are probably the worst ones that I had uh but I mean drugs too you know I had I had a lot of drug problems as well growing up um so I think like I was really blinded by those addictions for so long that it was a it was like a numbing effect on my relationships and I was not, and it made it to where I wasn't able to actually connect with people, including Brenna. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I think that's what's that's what's that stings the most still to this day because I feel like I wasted so much time in my life on being able to actually like connect with her. Um, but the good news is, is I was able to realize, like, like she was she was doing so well in her small groups and she was making such amazing connections with people that I, I would like, I would definitely say that I was probably a little jealous, but like seeing it, I was always happy for like very, very happy of like what she was doing and all the friends that she's always had. And that's one really amazing thing about her is like, she's really good at keeping relationships and going really deep with people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like the opposite. I've never been good at going deep with people. I've only ever been good at, at just kind of like face value relationships yeah and it takes a lot for me to kind of open up um so I think through like seeing her do like do her you know and and like be herself it 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 was able for me to really see like hey I'm not going in the right direction and something is needs to change because you know I am headed down the wrong path and that was like a, the point where I was like, okay, I need to reach out. I reached out to one of my good friends at Freedom 
And I said, hey, I need some help. And I need to, you know, start talking to somebody about what's and really just like I need. So I need someone, other people in my life, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of the like that was the moment that really started. I started in the right direction. And then I was able to like through that, I was able to stop drinking. I was able to stop smoking, doing any nicotine, stop watching pornography. Uh, and then once I was able to actually get rid of those addictions, uh, I was able to actually see what like life had in store for me, like what mm-hmm. God really wanted for my life. Yeah. And that opened up so many doors and so many windows to relationships and, and with her, with your relationship, with like God's relationship first, because like, like I say, all my, my relationships were shallow. Like even my relationship with Jesus was shallow. Yeah. Because like, like everything I did was based around Jesus, but it was all just the beginning. It was like, Hey, I'm safe. So I'm good. Yeah. I don't got to do anything else because I can still drink and I can smoke and I can do whatever and I'm safe. So it's fine. Yeah. And that was like kind of my viewpoint for a long time. But then I realized like how wrong that is. Uh, be, and not because like God doesn't love me, but it's because of what I'm missing out on. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Like, cause I feel like, like how you said, like what you're missing out on. Like, I feel like it's not because you weren't doing X, Y, and Z. That's, you know, you don't have to do X, Y, Z for him to love you, but like, you're missing out on the love that he's like, you're mm-hmm. like making me emotional, Josh. You're missing out on the love that he has for you and the love of the people around you that they want to give you because you're like have this surface level with him and when you allow it sounds like y'all both like got really vulnerable and like there was a lot of humility and when you both kind of like expose yourselves to one another and expose like your sins I mean obviously Jesus knows all of our sins like we don't have to tell him but he wants us to and when you like you know let that humility come out and you like expose yourself to him completely you know, it makes it easier for y'all to expose yourself to each other and grow in that. Um, right. Like just, just reminds me just like bringing, like he said, like we all know, just bringing what is in the darkness to the light. Yeah. By saying, you know, it says, like confess your sins to one another. That is hard. That might even be harder than saying it to God, right? Like yeah. Actually tell somebody else and, and that's the direction he took us both in for in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it again it just started that like flood of and it was slow I mean it's been the whole process I can say definitely for the past eight years like it's just been small baby steps of just things coming to the light but Mm -hmm. at this point now and I know COVID was like that year was like really hard for him with other things that is when I dug deeper into the Bible than I ever had like my relationship with Christ and so I, for a little while there, I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm not like, why aren't I struggling as much? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's silly. Like that's a lie from Satan. Right. Because I'm like, why am I not having like, yeah, there was some things that were challenging, like sending the kids to school and things like that. And I had to like really check myself, but I'm like, I'm not struggling as much as a lot of other people. Why? You know, yeah. I knew why, but of course you question, you start questioning yourself. And like, so yeah. I like waiting for the other shooter to drop like oh something like something's got to happen to me because everybody's feeling this and I'm not so like what what is going to happen what's coming for me I had to keep telling myself like no like that's silly I know what God said so I just stuck with him and I know that shortly after too I mean again it's been a process up to that and then there was dips and humps but we at that point 
we could see how God had all these steps along the way to during that time when he had a really hard time with something or vice versa, like mm-hmm. to, you know, just to last year, like I had a miscarriage. So we were able to take that situation in a completely different perspective, mm-hmm. but also be so open with each other that we were able to not only lean on God, but lean on each other. Like we've never had before. Right. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to, and like he, he, he said multiple times, like it had to be God first. Mm-hmm. And now we can look back and be like, okay, that's where God was sh- showing up in our life, showing up in our lives. And we were willing. And that's another thing too. He's not just going to keep showing up. If you're not willing to listen, right. You have to be willing to listen and do what he says he's going to do. Um, and then you'll see the fruit of it. Like there's good and bad fruit. And just because like, you follow Jesus doesn't mean you can't have bad fruit. Yeah, You can get bad fruit. So once you started doing these things and we both started seeing all these good fruits coming about. And again, one of them, the most important in our life right now is that relationship to be able to go back to each other because like, don't know what our response would have been five years ago with a couple of situations that have happened with us over the past year. Like, would we have went to each other or would, I mean, yeah, we had God, which is the best, but would we have went to each other and opened up and have that relationship? I honestly don't know. I can't say that we would have a few years ago, but now we are because of God and how we view each other. So, yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, so good. good. So, that's so, yes, so good. But like, this is what, this is like what I want to talk about because I feel like, like Josh, you said, you saw her kind of like growing and you were like jealous of that, but not in a way that you like, didn't want her to be doing it, but you were kind of like, yeah. I want that too. Like, I want to grow like that too. And, and she knew it. It was yeah. that I always honestly like talk to her about now I'd always be like oh, I just want to have like good friends like you do and I want to be able to like you know call people up and just be like what are you guys doing because I just always felt like I didn't have that yeah um so but 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 then at the same time it was like there was a reason why I didn't have it, it yeah because it wasn't because like people didn't like me it's because I wasn't opening up and I wasn't like letting people yeah like me, you, know, you know and it wasn't because Brenna was like better than you or like bubbly than you know what I mean well, like <laughs> definitely bubbly. Well, she is, but, <laughs> but, she's less awkward. but you know what I mean? I feel like sometimes when we think like, oh, like my wife is the one who's like leading the forefront or my husband is the one who's leading the forefront. Like, how do I get on that level or how do I be like them? And it's not about being like them. It's about being yourself and growing with, you know, God as yourself. It's mm-hmm. not about striving to be somebody else. Like yeah. you wanted no, relationships no, like Brenna, but yeah. you weren't going to like, you know, you're just a different kind of person and you weren't going to be able to get those relationships by doing exactly what Brenna does. You had to find your own way before yeah. you could get that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But I do think though that there's always a spiritual leader in your house. Yeah, definitely. Like raising the bar yeah. on what it means to like get closer to God. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she, she is definitely the spiritual leader in our house for sure. Like still to this day, she's so impressive to me, everything she does. Um, but it's like, if... But now that I'm all in, mm-hmm. it, it it's just like it's something. It's always it's always like me striving to be like, okay, awesome. Like I'm always just so proud of her and so, and encouraging her to do more, and and that is like, and then by doing that, I can I can feed off of like God's God's love and like show love and show grace to her 
and it helps and it helps me get through like anything any small issues or something that I would that would normally like be harder for me to get over yeah well I like how I mean like you say like you know Brenda's a spiritual leader and you're like in awe of what she does and stuff but I like how you kind of described earlier that like you know you had to like really like expose your sins and like you know, even though you're the leader, I think sometimes we think of leaders like, oh, they're perfect. They've got it all together. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's not about that. You know, (laughs) none of us, none of us are perfect and none of us are, we're never going to have it all together. And like you said, like, it's just, it's always going to be a constant journey. Like we're never going to be like, oh, I know everything. I'm good. I don't need this anymore. Like, well, and it's like you're saying, it's not that I, I can do better. I'm good. I don't do that. But it's, it's, it's where, it's a perspective shift of I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. I don't have to have it all together. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be good because because God. Yeah. You know, and if I do mess up, there's not someone, you know, he's not condemning us. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. okay, you messed up, you know, just like a prodigal son, like you messed up, come back. I'm will, you know, like my arms are mm-hmm. wide open. Mm-hmm. And to have that kind of that that story's hard for me to be honest. That's a really hard story for me for a whole bunch of different reasons, but to know that God loves us that much, Mm -hmm. that has always kept me like in line, like, no, you know, like he, he views me as a spiritual leader in the house. I mean, I learned so much from him again. If we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have some of these tips or issues or whatever, I wouldn't have known or known to take it to God and be like, what's going on? Like, I don't even know the problem, but I need you to show me. You know, so I think it's a give and take, and and one of those things that you're just you're never. It's a, like we've said, it's a journey. It's a des- there's no destination until we are with Jesus. Yeah. So until then, what can I do to be better mm-hmm. and not better because I have to be, but better because I want to be for Jesus because He, that's who I want to model after. I want yeah. to be like Him. So how do I do better like that? And just to keep that mindset and that perspective shift that I get to do what he does, not yeah. that I have to do. Yeah. Well, I get to, I get to enter him. into a relationship with him and I get to share that in my other relationships. I don't have to, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, this just reminds me. So we're about to jump into like, what's the best advice you've been given? And, and one of like the things I'll never forget when I first joined rooted moms is Katie Gibson said, you know, there's not, there's not, um, a level of the Holy spirit. It's like not, somebody's not on a higher level than you with the Holy spirit. Yes. Yeah. That's everybody has the same access to the Holy spirit. And I think that's important to remember when you are in a relationship and you do feel like somebody else is the leader and maybe you're Mm -hmm. not that you all have access to the Holy spirit and you all have access to this. And there's not someone who's above or below or, you know, anything like that. And, um, I, I think that's just so important to remember when you're, you know, in a marriage or any kind of relationship. Um, but what, so what is the best advice that you have been given individually or as a married couple? Well, before, before we get into that, I just wanted to talk more about the, um, how you, so you have another question here on how you, oh yes, I'm sorry. I skipped both of your individual individualities. But also work well yeah yeah I so actually that's so I asked this question because this has been something that 
not that my family has been struggling with it, I would say, but it has something, it's something that's come up recently in our family is finding a church that has fit us as individuals, fit us as a married couple, but also works well for our family. Because for a while, I mean, really right now, kind of, we're kind of in between two churches and we're really trying to find a church where we can stay rooted and it's, you know, our home. And for a while, our daughter liked one church a lot and we liked one church. So what's, yeah. How did you guys find a church that fit you as individuals, as a married couple and that worked well for your kids? So, and sorry to just jump around questions on your own podcast on you, <laughs> but I just want to, cause the, all, this was the only question that we had like talked about before. Yeah. And so I, and I, I did have a good just thought on this one because for us, it wasn't necessarily a struggle uh, to find freedom. Mm -hmm. Like we found freedom and, and it was great for us. The struggle was staying there because we're always like, there's always things that come up or something happens. Uh, and you know, you're like, Hmm, you know, maybe I should just go left. Maybe this isn't the place for me or maybe, yeah. maybe we should try somewhere else. But, uh, but freedom. So, so what, what it, what it comes down to is for, to be able to, for, for me, and I think like the reason why we were able to really, really stick, stick through and, and, and appreciate where we are is because we're so involved there. Right. And the only reason that like, I, I feel like anywhere I go, it doesn't matter where, what church I go to. Um, the longer I'm there, I'm going to find issues with it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to have problems of reasons why I don't want to be there. But if I'm, if I can get involved and I can learn who is actually the church and who makes it, makes it up. It's not just the person that's talking on stage mm -hmm. every Sunday. That's just a part of it. It's also the person running the camera. It's also the people greeting you at the door. And, and by learning the, the, like the inner workings, of where you go and like who makes that up and becoming part of that family it that's that is to me uh the like the best advice i can give you for for finding it because if there's a place that you disagree with it but like another spouse really does want to go there like there's a reason why they want to go there so maybe trust them and maybe give it a shot and then also start volunteering there and start trying it out and start getting mm -hmm. to know people and like dive in deep there yeah. and like spend some time investment on it. And then after that, if you find out like, you know, they're picking up snakes in the back room or something like that, then maybe yeah, you don't want to be there. But, but, <laughs> oh but, that, but that to me, that's the best way to know like it, where, where you are, if it's home or not is, yeah. to, is you have to learn who they are and like the community as a whole, not yeah. just the pastor. It's right. not just right. about the pastor. It's not yeah. just about, the messages it's not just about the the the, the worship music you yeah know? It, because it just it shouldn't just be a Sunday thing right. like if you're going there just to hear the pastor speak and that's all you're getting out of the entire week mm -hmm. like that's not enough no it's not well it goes back to relationships yeah like, what kind of relationship about how how you can't have a relationship with God if you just check in with him once and then mm -hmm. be like oh well why didn't you show up this week hmm, well did you show up yeah you know so it is one of those things that it's gonna just like the world, just like friendship, just like marriage, nothing is ever going to be perfect. There's going to be things yeah. that people don't like. There's going to be things that pastors say that you don't like, even if it's silly, but you know, you can be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you said that, you know, like yeah. little thing. Um, but there's no perfect people. There's no perfect church. Yeah. So exactly. it's like, if we can just understand that better. Yeah. That's a society, good perspective. 
you know, that, and again, if it's life-giving, you know, there might be some, people are people. So there's always going to be someone that yeah. you get along with. It's okay. You don't have to be their best friend. You know, it's right. just your acquaintances and you're friends with other people in the church. Like there's a lot of people in churches. So you're not going to be friends with all of them. It just goes back to the community and then finding your people. And then, you know, keeping the few that are good close, mm-hmm. but then still having other people. So it's and, and also trying to mentor other people as well, like in trying to trying to start leading and 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 not just not just trying to go there and learn more, but going there and and working on your your discipleship and, yeah. and your uh your faith in terms of like how you can help other people's mm-hmm. people grow as well. Because like and I think all those things yeah, like what together. what kind of fruit are you bearing? Kind of like what Brenda said earlier, like, you know, what are they learning from you? What well, are you giving he, off? He just made me think of that. We've talked about this before, but it's easy to 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 critique others, whether they're leading a group or leading a church or mm-hmm. leading school, whatever, like leading whatever until you've done it. Mm. And so Ooh, for me, I can say like for me personally, and I think I'm pretty sure we talked about this, but like as soon as I stepped out of a group, a small group into a lead, leading a small group, I learned more being a leader of mm-hmm. small group than I had ever in a small group because you're not only showing up for them, but the things that the Lord tells them in the situations that you have to work through teaches you more as a person than yeah like any I feel like absolutely anything. so so and I'm getting saying, involved that way yeah, yeah I'm just mm-hmm. saying, well, I, speak the same. I lead I lead the the seventh grade group uh oh, middle school kids. middle school and I've been doing that for almost a year now and that's that I I, I learn more when I go on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. and just being and being part of there and learning from those kids and trying to trying to help them and trying to you know listen at the same time and and take it all in mm-hmm. and then all the people that I've met and being part of that group like I I I learn more there than I do even when I go on Sundays yeah just because like it I feel because I'm immersed in it and I'm just like it's I'm I'm part of that yeah you know? so you're not just sitting listening you're participating yeah yeah exactly. and I also feel like you kind of have to remember like you know pastors like their sermons as god-given as they are like it is their take it is like their takeaway on what they're learning what they're reading you know whatever they're preaching on out of the bible that's their take on it and you also have to know your own take like you've got to know the bible enough to have your own take you can't just go to church and listen to the pastor and and take him at his word and be like okay well that you know, that is it. That is the law. That's, you know, I've got to listen to what he says. Like you have to know the Bible for yourself exactly. yeah. to, you know, really understand and grow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus and the, and, the, and the Holy Spirit, you have to have that individuality. Mm-hmm. first. Yeah. I feel like this is like the more we talk, like this is all circling back to like have a good, strong relationship. You have to have a good individual relationship with Jesus yeah. first. Yeah. Um, one of the, this kind of goes along with advice and just what we're talking about, but, um, something my stepdad told me, and uh, I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but something he told me that's always stuck with me is that, um, churches like school and your Bible study and what you do throughout the week is like your homework. You can't, you know, you can't be prepared for school if you're not doing your homework and you can't grow and like, you can't know your homework if you're not going to school, they go hand in hand. So you've got to be doing 
you know, both things. You have to be immersed in both areas. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the, but I think it's harder because you don't get tested. On, yeah. When, on your relationship with Jesus, you, you, there's no, there's no way to, to gauge that mm -hmm. necessarily on, well, I like there is, but I feel like it's so personal. No one else, no one else can gauge it for you. You have to know whether or not you're growing and what you're doing is working or if mm -hmm. it's not. And you know if it is or if it isn't as well. Yeah. But only you can like tell yourself that. Yeah. It's not like a box at school where you check it off and like, oh, I got an A plus, I passed. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, these things are happening in my life. And like, why are these oh, things happening? And how, yeah, like, you like what kind of attitude yeah. do I have? Do I have this peace, you know, that I felt like I had before? Because no matter what kind of relationship you have, there are going to be ups and downs. And no matter how much Jesus is at the forefront of your marriage, like it's not always going to be perfect. You're not going to live in la-di-da land and never, ever argue. Like Josh and Brenna said, they, you know, had some struggles going to Domino's earlier. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're told multiple times in the Bible that just because we, you know, believe with our whole hearts in God that we're going to live this perfect life. Yeah. Like it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, you know, the true, well, like, like how you're tested, how you're graded, if you will, is knowing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how you said that. And it's just, it's just, you know, we've heard it before too. I want you get serious about your relationship with Christ. It does not mean anything is going to be easier Yeah. at all. And so a lot of times it'll be harder because the devil does not want us to have that relationship. He doesn't want us to disciple to others for them to have that relationship. He doesn't want us to bring his God's kingdom to earth. Yeah. So it's going to be hard. And I just, I, a lot has been saying, standing out to me recently is just, you know, when Jesus said like, they will know you by your fruit. He didn't say what will be going on for that fruit and be the outcome, but others will see it. You will see it in your life as well. As, as you turn back to him during the hard times, during the good times, through every single time, you're going to see fruit from whatever situation it is. Mm -hmm. And people are going to know Jesus. They're going to know him by how that fruit comes out of, like, comes from you and from your situation. So that's difficult. <laughs> that's <laughs> difficult sometimes, but it's, again, wrapping it all back around, like, without, when you're continuing to strengthen your relationship with Christ, you will be able to walk through literally hell on earth and come mm -hmm. out winning and come out, you know, maybe not smiling because again, where people like, we don't like things happen, yeah. but we will show others how we did it and be like, you can do it too. Yeah. And just by doing that is showing fruit uh, and helping someone else do their struggle and be like, Hey, I don't have the answer to it, but mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Like I know God's got me. I don't yeah. know like how this is going to end. Like, I know I'll be all right. I don't know when, yeah, I don't, know, I don't how. know how, I don't know like where, what, all the yeah. details, but like, yeah, but I, but like, I trust him yeah. enough to know that like, he's got me. But that's also yeah. why, cause that's really hard to do. That's also why it's important to be on this, to, to have that strong individual relationship together, mm -hmm. because you never know when your other, uh, when your spouse is going to go through those downs and you right. need to be there for them. Yeah. So it's good. So it was better than one. if you're, if, if you're both working towards it in the right direction, then you can mm -hmm. help each other through those moments. Just like, you know, when, when Brenna was, when Brenna had a miscarriage, 
I knew that there was the only, I, I truly felt the only way that we were going to be able to make it through is if I like dove in and just went a hundred percent as hard as I could, like in with God on my own. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even like, Hey, I'm going to help her. Cause there was nothing I could do. Yeah. But all I could do was just, just show her like, Hey, I got this, like for, for me. And like, God is, God is like good, like in my heart and no matter what, like we're going to be okay. Um, and it's because it wasn't like anything that I was going to be able to do to help her. Um, so, but I wasn't prepared. I wouldn't have been prepared to do that if if it wasn't for all the things that had like led up to that moment. Right. Right. So like, there's a book that, that I read right before that by John, not, um, Eldridge. It was the other John, Mark Colmer. That was, it was the name of the book. Okay, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> the ruthless elimination of hurry. Oh yeah, you haven't talked about that. He, there was that was right before though. It was. It was that was the book Ish. that like stood out to me the most, like right before that time period, mm-hmm. and it really helped me get it, like the deepest I've ever got and the closest yeah. I ever got with with Jesus in that time period. And then as soon as that happened, like we go through it was such a struggle, mm-hmm. but. For me, I was able to. He had like prepared your heart yeah, for that. Exactly, I was like, yeah. prepared for it. Even even though it was so hard, at the same time, it's like we knew we were going to be okay. But we but we relied on each other for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you had to be strong spiritually for Brenna. Like you know, we're not a perfect people, and no matter like you know, if you are the leader, you're not the leader. If you've you know been growing in your relationship with Jesus since like day one, you know. Um, you're going to doubt. I mean, we're just an imperfect people. We're all sinners, period. So like, you're going to have these times where you doubt, you know, we read about the, every time I read about the Israelites, I'm like, all right, are they joking? But like, that's, that's who we are. And, um, I also think it's important for you to know that like God was preparing your heart because when you go through something like a miscarriage, no, I'm getting emotional. It's not just like, a loss for Brenna like it's a loss for you too you know it's like mourning for you're both mourning a loss um and just because it's happening like to her body doesn't mean it's like any less devastating for you yeah Yeah. at least that's how it was for our experience as well it's yeah Yeah, it was tough for sure yeah but because (laughs) y'all but but the thing is you learn you go through something like that and you and you learn and you learn that so many people go through those things Uh and being open enough to talk about it helps others and yeah and being able to being able to share your story and let them know how you were able to get through it Mm -hmm. helps others so i think that like there's a reason that that things like this happen so (laughs) yeah and, and like yeah I definitely am much much more understanding of like talking to people about you know their kids and people appreciate you know like I I don't want to say I appreciate my kids more because of that but it definitely it changed my perspective mm-hmm. on the kids that I have yeah and how lucky I am to have them yeah and, and it made it made me not want to waste any moments even though sometimes you know you're just like oh my gosh will they just go to sleep yeah <laughs> but, but it's still like it definitely yeah. it definitely changed my perspective and at the same time I, like I, I I would not want to I wouldn't want anything like how I see them like I wouldn't want to change that you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah well, like when you walk through the fire like that, like you've been talking about fruit, like what fruit's going to come out of this? Like what, you know, like 
how are you going to like look on the bright side, shall we say? Like how, you know, what kind of fruit is going to come out of this? And like when you walk through something so devastating, you feel like nothing good can come out of this. Like mm-hmm. why did why did this have have to happen to us? And like, you know, how could we possibly learn from this? Or how could this devastating event possibly make us any better? And, you know, like you said, it's made you appreciate your kids more. It's made you feel like you can help others more and like you can grow together with others more because you have, you know, this experience that you can share with them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess jumping into the next question. Well, the next question is just, what's the best advice you've been given? We've kind of covered that a lot, but does anybody have any advice that they didn't get to share that they kind of want to share? Uh, I guess for me, the best advice, and this, this could go, you know, for either way, like if your spouse, whether it be your husband or your wife, um, if they're not believers or you are looking for that other person to step up as your, as a spiritual leader in your house, the best advice that I can remember, um, uh, it was from a pastor one time and he was talking to that about what do you do? And I know it's like, this is going to sound so simple, but it's also so hard, but he just said, never stop praying for them. Mm. Never stop praying for them. Never start praying for not only them, but for God to change and look at your heart, you know, search me God and, you know, see, see my hidden faults. Yeah. Um, but prayer, because prayer and not everyone agrees, but I wholeheartedly agree. Prayer is the most powerful thing we can oh, do. Oh gosh, yes. And when he said that, and I was going through a hard time, like again, it was during the same week, couple weeks span of, I don't even know what's wrong with our marriage. I don't know if there is a problem. Yeah. But like, I just need prayer. And I didn't even, you know, I just knew in my heart that I needed extra. I need others. I needed others to intercede in prayers as well. Yeah. Not only my prayers. Um, and that has always stuck with me. Just never stop praying for your spouse. And I have seen several, you know, just that, like I always prayed for for him and there's, and, you know, and for myself, like I said, there had to be some, like, you know, some surgery done on my heart to get to, um, to his and the life change that we've had. Um, but I never stopped praying. And then I also have a friend who said for over or right at 20 years, her husband was not a believer, but now he is 20 years. Like so that's not, my point is there's no timeline. Yeah. Ours was five, seven years. Hers was 20, maybe plus, because I don't know their story before they were married, but yeah. 20 plus years of marriage of having a spouse that doesn't believe. I feel like that. I mean, I know that would be super challenging to keep that faith on your own mm-hmm. for your spouse, but she didn't stop. So yeah, like just to never quit. Um, and I know it's it's definitely situational. There's times where yeah, like that's all not these gonna be the case for that marriage isn't gonna work out. That may be the mm-hmm. case, but I feel if you take it to God in any situation, He's gonna reveal that to you. Like, mm-hmm. is this actually a good marriage? Is this where I was supposed to be, or did I jump into it too soon, or whatever yeah. reason? Yeah, there could be thousands of reasons. Yeah, if this marriage should continue or not, but. I think for those who seek God first for whatever situation they are having in their marriage, he's going to reveal the answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, I also like how you just said, like, you know, search me, God, know my heart. Like, you know, I think sometimes we feel like I'm doing this, this, and this, and like, 
I'm trying to be an example. Like I'm trying to be patient, but I don't want to be patient anymore. And like, why aren't they, you know, following me? Why aren't they doing this? Like, don't they see how like good it can be? And like, you know, maybe that's your fault, not your fault, but like, maybe that's like the sin in your heart that you need to change. Um, because none of us are perfect people. And, um, it just takes a lot of patience. Like we did a study on waiting Mm -hmm. and that was one of the first groups that I, I mean, like I've always been a believer. I've like have grown up in the church, but you know, working on my, it was like one of the first steps to working on like my individual relationship is the study we did on waiting. And that can be the hardest part is in the waiting. And like you said, if you just keep praying, like God will eventually reveal, you know, what's next. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Brenna or Josh, would one of you like to pray us out, pray our episode out? Sure. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for our time together. And thank you for, you know, the laughs, the tears, the story that we got to tell. Again, it's not cookie cutter. This will not work the same way for everybody's individual life. But Lord, what will work is your word and our relationship with you and you and your promises, Lord. So I pray that no matter who is listening to this, whether you're a parent, married, I don't know what your situation is, but whatever, whatever stage of life that you're in right now, Lord, I just pray for each one of them that they just seek you, seek you first, get to know you and see how their relationship with you will blossom and change them from the inside out, Lord. And, and doing so it will change every relationship in their lives. So thank you so much again for your word in the Bible, Lord, for the guide in this world. We know it's not our home and we just thank you for being that centerpiece in our lives. And I pray that for everyone else that comes in contact with us. And Lord, I pray for Brittany and her family. And I just pray multiple blessings over them as they welcome in a new baby very soon. Baby Rosie, Lord, we pray that it's a smooth and wonderful delivery. And we are excited for this new life. And we just thank you for it. It was such a wonderful blessing. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I hope that as you listen to this, you, um, again, just, you know, take it and learn and grow with Jesus for yourself. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining Rooted Moms today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Rooted Moms provides practical tools, community, and encouragement that help moms become rooted in Christ so that they may thrive in every season of life. Connect with us and learn more at www.rootedmoms.com. See you next time.